You've been listening to Molson Canadian Leafs Hockey on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Molson Canadian, proud partner of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Alpine Credits, do you own your home? You mean the condo I've been trapped in since forever? Yeah. I hear you. Figure I should upgrade the home office. Approved. Maybe at a home theater. Approved. Home restaurant. Approved. Sure, but... Uh... Home football stadium. Home concert stage. Home bowling alley. Wow, you really miss going out. Home beach. Alpine Credits, where homeowners get approved. To build that indoor beach, but that's an awful lot of sand. Alpine Credits. Some conditions apply. Fisra License 12616. The Hyundai Advantage sales event is one of our biggest events of the year. So we're checking all the boxes. Lease from 0.9% or finance from 0% on select models. Check. Don't pay for 90 days on all models. Check that. More of the comfort and safety features you want. That's a check. And a five-year comprehensive limited warranty. Totally a check. Enjoy these advantages during the Hyundai Advantage sales event. Conditions apply. Visit HyundaiCanada.com or contact your dealer for details. Hi, Keith here from Speedy Glass to tell you that sometimes even the best drivers are no match for rough roads. And a crack in your windshield can happen fast. Luckily, a cracked windshield is no match for my team and I at Speedy Glass. We use cutting-edge tools to quickly replace your windshield to the strictest standards so it remains structurally sound. And for added peace of mind, our work comes with a lifetime warranty. So don't let rough roads get the best of you. Book your appointment today at speedyglass.ca. Conditions apply. Details at speedyglass.ca. If you think it's time to get outside, look no further than the 2021 Toyota RAV4. With its refined interior and remarkable fuel economy, you sure can cover a lot of outside, all while remaining safely inside. Lease the 2021 Toyota RAV4 LE all-wheel drive from $88 weekly at 4.99% APR for 48 months with $2,500 down. Visit shoptoyota.ca or shop safely at your local Ontario Toyota dealer. I'm Josh Goldberg, and this is your Sportsnet Central Update. The Jays fell in Grapefruit League action 5-1 to to the Yankees, but it was a more eventful day injury-wise as the Blue Jays starter Anthony Kay was forced to leave the ballgame with a leg contusion after being struck by a comebacker, while manager Charlie Montoyo gave an update on Robbie Ray, who will miss at least one regular season start with that bruised elbow, and outfielder Jonathan Davis is going to make the opening day roster a possible indication that George Springer's oblique injury may sideline him to start the year. In NBA news, the Brooklyn Nets got even stronger as they've reportedly agreed to terms with seven-time All-Star forward LaMarcus Aldridge. We've got a couple of March Madness finals as Baylor and Oregon State are moving on to the Elite Eight. And the final four is set at the WGC match play with Victor Perez taking on Billy Horschel in one semi and Matt Kuchar and Scotty Scheffler squaring off in the other. Let's get you back to Molson Canadian Leafs hockey here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Time for a little hockey talkie. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Tavares has come onto the ice. Pass on the wing for Matthews. A shot. Scores! They score! The Leafs win it in overtime! John Tavares was heading to the front of the net, but I think it's Matthews who scores the goal, and the Leafs win 4-3! Perhaps the ugliest goal of Austin Matthews' career, and it's funny how hockey works out sometimes. Ending a slump, the five-game slump is over, and the eighth game-winning goal of the season for Austin Matthews, the winner, the Leafs suddenly have won three in a row, and they're like the Undertaker gif coming back from the dead tonight. This is Leafs Nation post-game. 
on Sportsnet 590. The Fan, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, uh, where you can follow along on Twitter. Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado along for the ride as well. Luke Fox, uh, Sportsnet.ca will be by later on. What an ending to this game and what an end to that slump, Gord. Well, you know, when you hear Austin Matthews scores in overtime, you think it's like the uh, uh, highlight reel goals he's got, the one he got just a couple of weeks ago. But to your point, right, this is the one, a double deflection. You could see Connor McDavid being so ticked because he can see it uh, goes off uh, a stick of a Edmonton player, then nurses skate, goes in that way. So just not the usual kind of goals. And it's funny, Mike Smith, who played outstanding, when it was 3-1 Edmonton and Austin Matthews, he robbed him point blank on the vintage Austin Matthews shot. And I thought that was a sign that, okay, this is not going to be the Toronto Maple Police night, but good on that they kept it going. And on what was a very unorthodox result to an un- um, uh, Austin Matthews shot, the Leafs down 3-1, tie it, and come back win in overtime. So we have the unsponsored segment, the Rota Stelic turning point, of course, your mother Rota. Uh, <laughs> it has to be sort of the save slash post on uh, Connor McDavid when it was 3-2 after the Tavares goal, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, well, yeah, I would say that was one. First of all, just the Tavares goal, the fact that he scored, that they scored, and it was him. Yeah. Because there's nobody been more snake bit or, you know, played kind of ordinary offensively than him. I know he tries all the time. I know he does a lot of good things, but it had not been happening offensively. And then all of a sudden to come right back, and they kind of kid about it, Joe and Jim, justifiably. Every now, guys, uh, Mick David's on the ice, okay? That's a little bit different. That's different than any other player in the NHL with all due respect to Ovi and Austin Matthews and others who are very close by. So yeah, did that. And then Willie Nylander and his penchant for scoring big goals. He's done that a lot this year. And again, a funny one, right? Just the different bounces going on. Justin Hall moves in again and Willie, boy, they would have been really screwed going the other way if that puck had gone out. But of course you're talking just uh, less than a buck 30 left. That's why you're pouring in that way and, and good on that. But you're right. Some, Big saves by Jack Campbell, too. Yes. Uh, Fortunate post there as well. But let's face it, Mike Smith outplayed Jack Campbell just because he was tested way, way more. Yeah, you know, know, that's been the interesting thing in this little swoon, if you want to call it that, for the Maple Leafs the last three weeks or so. They've actually played some pretty good hockey. And, you know, we were talking throughout the broadcast off-air and then bringing it on-air that the dam was going to break eventually. And just the way the Leafs are playing, what they were putting, the quality chances on net – um, and I, I think it's a telling sign, especially when you score like a goal like that for Austin Matthews, Gord, I'd be worried for the rest of the league now following that goal. Yeah. And it, it goes back to the one win they had against uh, the, I mean, the other night said, are you kidding me? Anton Forsberg giving excellent goaltending at tonight's exactly. Mike Smith. And, and the one game against Winnipeg, one of the two that Connor Hallibuck played an excellent game and the Leafs came back and won and they, and they overcame Excellent goaltending, which if you're a great team, you will do that. If you're not a great team, excellent goaltending will basically steal games for the opponents and hopefully steal some for yourself. But uh, yeah, I I just think just again, just like the other night, the ending this one as well, but Austin Matthews, some of those shots and that one ringing off the post and his, uh, his, it seemed that he, he wanted to take more, uh, take more shots, fewer deflections before. So that, that is good news. For the Leafs, not good news for the league. Again, if you're just tuning in, the Maple Leafs coming from behind. They're down 3-1 in the third. They went at 4-3 in OT on a goal from Austin Matthews. This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 5-9. The fan, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. So they improved a 6-1-1 one one on the season through uh, eight games. Now with the Oilers, one more that's set for Monday night, also at Scotiabank Arena. And I love the response scored. In the second intermission... We talked about Edmonton's big boys being the difference. Well, certainly moving forward after that time in the game, the big boys for Toronto were the difference. Matthews, one and one Nylander, one and one John Tavares, a huge goal. 
Austin Matthews, seven shots on goal. Yeah. And uh, you saw the, to the talking earlier about the willingness to take more shots. And that's exactly what we said in the second intermission because the Leafs, uh, 10 periods, uh, the three games at Edmonton and period one had neutralized the Edmonton Oilers, done a great job that way. And then period two, the Edmonton was the awakening and just said, okay, Leafs, you're down by two. And uh, with all due respect to, you know, Mikheyev and Engvall and everybody else, the guys who've been doing the scoring of late, it's got to be the big guns to make a difference, you think, if you're going to have a chance tonight. And sure enough, they did it. I want to get to this now. Uh, so we saw this in the third period. You and I both agreed it was a clean hit. Zach Cassian on John Tavares. We didn't expect a response. Gord, I'm not old school by any stretch of it. I'm 31 years old. But I, I want a response on Monday. Uh, I want somebody to step up and scrap. Am I wrong in saying that? Uh, no. no you're, your not, you're, not, you're not wrong in saying that. And, and, and again, I, I thought the Brody the hook on whatever TJ Brody, because he lost his stick and that could have mm. been a blatant scoring chance. To me, that was a big miss by the officials. I, I, I know Joe and Jim talking about it, that did he leave his feet or not Cassian in it? I, I it was a hard hit. Uh, I, it wasn't to me a dirty hit. Agreed. Maybe could have given him two, maybe, but the point was Muzzin kind of was going to go after him at that point. But then the way you win the game is coming back and doing exactly what the Toronto Maple Leafs did. But when you're playing Edmonton again, yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea that that somebody just send a message yes. that way. I I I I prefer it that way than all of a sudden throwing everything uh throwing everything away and you got to do it right away and then you quite often end up hurt, hurting yourself. You get a two minute minor for instigating. You're trying to win the game and what's the point? Okay, you prove you stand up for John Tavares, but you would have lost your opportunity to do anything, which you ultimately did. Well, I think pretty much it will be addressed. It should be addressed. You know, a good example, watching the game last night between Anaheim and St. Louis, Jacob De La Rose, uh, you know, sort of had a run at, at, at Drysdale on the uh, Anaheim Ducks. It wasn't a dirty hit. It was a weird hit, but he still had to scrap. And it's just the nature of the game. You have to address certain situations. And that's why, from that standpoint, I think Leafs fans would love to see it addressed next game. I don't care who steps up, but I think you have to show Edmonton, and especially Zach Cassian, who has taken liberties throughout his career, um, especially the last couple of years, you have to show him that, hey, if we're going to play you in the playoffs some point in time, you're not taking liberties on our captain. You're saying Scott Sabrin may dress? Well, I, I don't know what it is. but At I, some point he could. Yeah. You know, at some point. But yeah. no, I, I, I'm i I'm agreeing with you on that. I'm, yeah. agree, I'm agreeing with you uh, about about that point. And, and uh, you know, it, it'll be someone that could be physical. And Jake Muzzin seemed to be willing tonight to be that yeah. guy. You don't want what happened to Minnesota and Matt Dumba being the guy that had to go back at it against Calgary. This is two years ago and mm -hmm. really changed the fortunes of the Minnesota wild because they were playing well and he was their best D. So, you know, it's not like say it was the reverse and then, cause then you get back to the whole, the more, uh, the more Bertuzzi episode yeah. from all those years ago again about, you know, I'm going to say like John Tavares is he supposed to show up and fight somebody. So yeah, I I'm with you on that. Pick your battles and we'll see what's in store coming up on Monday. But what a huge, crucial win for the Mavelys, especially who they're playing the next little while. They have Edmonton, then two against Winnipeg. Could decide the fate or at least the next little while here for first in the North Division. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca is coming up. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe and others. The Maple Leafs now 6-1-1 one one on the season against the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, I'm just waiting to get word maybe from a producer, Sam McKee, when the Alex Galchenyuk statue is going up because uh, <laughs> he made a couple of really good passes in this game. He played on every line but the hem line. They don't want to split up right now. They're clearly trying to find a way uh, to keep Galchenyuk floating. But, uh, again, I thought he was effective tonight, clearly. Yeah, the other night it was Joe Thornton, I think, that played on every line. It seems like Sheldon Keefe, when he, when he does that, it's easier to do that, have a guy floating through and move a yeah. few around. We've said from the word go, even though he was a minus one right off the bat, but that was a soft goal. 
couple of games ago, given up early yeah. that the skilled part of it have liked seeing. And uh, yeah, he was out there playing and, uh, and help creating opportunities, a big part about why they won tonight. And uh, so it doesn't mean you, it necessitates not having to make a trade. Now, if you think you have a top six forward, but it does give you an added dimension if you don't get one, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you say, oh, well, Jesus, it's not a big, yeah, it's not like getting who, if you think Taylor Hall's the person or somebody else like that, but yeah, it still is. It still is somebody, particularly if he plays the way he has so far. So what do you think of the officiating in the third period? Uh, I think they let a lot go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Both I think, sides. I, and so maybe there was a consistency there. So are, are we going, are we going back to the old thing? I do like officiating vis-a-vis the feel of the game. And I, I think a lot of people, or say, wait a sec, no, no, this the, the whole Tim Peel thing shows you just got to call a penalty. A penalty is a penalty is a penalty. And at the first minute, 60th minute, I, I've I've just like be consistent, be fair, but go by the feel of the game. And and because uh, they've, they've talked about certain games where uh, people said call everything, then they call everything, and they're the most boring games to take three and a half hours, you know? True. So so the, so, the, so the real good ones have that feel, have that sixth sense. And uh, again, the way Toronto's going on the power play, maybe they don't want the PP. They're 0 for the last 18. I don't know what's going on, Gord. Yeah, despite that, they've won the last couple of games, yeah. and that that's one you, you'd think is going to get back in tow. Mm-hmm. I believe it will. And and maybe tonight, because those, those goals weren't scored on power plays, but some good goals and a fortuitous goal in overtime, maybe that's the kind of, you know, just that gets you going again. I love this quote from Jack Campbell, who we'll likely hear from later on. I didn't like my game one bit, but the numbers speak for themselves. He's 6-0-0 in the season, a 1.48, a 9.45, Gord. Yeah, they kind of won it for him tonight. He didn't yeah. play badly, but, uh, you know, the, the other goaltender played better. Uh, they won it for him the other night when he played well and had two faux pas. Thought he was, you know, he was better handling the puck, but boy, Mike Smith shows you why they put that, uh, why they put the trapezoid there. A lot of people kind of go, well, "Why is the trapezoid there?" Because you forget there were about just three goaltenders. It's like the Brodeur rule. Yeah, that could just kill yeah. Marty Turco. Yeah. You know, just a few of them that could just handle it, unbelievable. And now, because it's been there so long, everyone's just kind of got used to it. But it was just so few that could really handle it and, well. And my fascination too, moving forward, discussing this game and this four-three OT win, Austin Matthews, the winner, finally getting rid of that five-game slump. I guess if you want to call it that, was trying to bottle up what that was in the second half of the third period in OT. Like, you know, Sammy McKee put it perfectly during one of the intermissions. Like, it was like the bubble Leafs where they, there's a lack of, I don't know, je ne sais quoi en français as we say it. That lack of desperation, I don't know what it is, but it's been missing the last little while. Maybe it's just the ebbs and flows of a season. But to get that anger, that angst back, like, I, they really, really brought it. And maybe it was because they were down 3-1, but I think I want that in a bigger bottle. Well, and we keep talking about because it, the Columbus syndrome is exactly what everybody fears. And here Columbus yeah. loses again to Detroit today. You're kind of saying a team that is scratching and clawing to make the playoffs, yeah. which is kind of what like they were doing last year. And it goes back to, you know, the Boston series, you had a lot of different elements. And you had Nazem Kadri being turfed two consecutive years. But you know what? At least he gave a damn. Yeah. You know, and the, mm-hmm. that series against Columbus... You go back, and sure, there was the game where they scored the three goals in like nine seconds. Yeah, you still ended up losing the game, but that still was fascinating. Pulling the goaltender and getting all those goals it was amazing. But they lost the game, and that was the end of it. And you're right. And just you said game five. Thank you, Jason Spezza. I can't believe that. You know, game, for show, I know for showing for showing a little bit of saying, you know what, we really should give a crap more in this game, and just kind of saying, I gotta, I gotta do something. Much like we're talking about who should who should take on Cassie in next game. It's not Jason yeah. Spezza, but he chose to do it. And and we, I'm sorry, till they have some playoff success, we will keep vi- revisiting what 
the Columbus concerning syndrome. Because I think the whole story working off your point for this season is proving everybody that this team is different, right? I think in the long run, that's what they're trying to prove at least through 56. We're a different team this time around. And again, it's, we're sort of concerned the last little while because it's a, it's a lot of what we saw in the past, especially in the bubble, right? So you're trying to prove you're a different team this year. Absolutely. And, and where, you know, you look at it that all of a sudden they said, okay, we got to get this veteran leadership. Okay, great. They got the veteran leadership. Then you go, what happened to the core that was supposed to grow and, you know, and flourish. So wait, what, what's wrong with that one? What, yeah. what's missing there? So anyway, that's exactly to your point, what they want to show this year. Still in 56. It's a long season, but again, the Maple Leafs, again, we think trending in the right direction. That's three, three wins in a row. The season series coming to a close on Monday against the very same Oilers and Toronto might not want to get rid of them. Weirdly to say uh, six, one and one through eight games so far this season with the break that scored Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca still to come, Sheldon Keefe and others. The Maple Leafs win at 4-3, coming from behind fashion, down 3-1 to 4-3. Austin Matthews, the OT winner's eighth game-winning goal of the season, seventh career OT winner. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet, 5-9 the fan. Blue and white at night. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 the fan and the Leafs radio network. Try the far corner and the non-trapezoidal area. Now here's a pass up on the wing for Nylander. Taking the puck wide and stopping at the half board. Back to the point of shot. And it went off a stick and went wide. And centered in front. Nylander scores! Willie ties the game! What a play back in the net. Galchenyuk again. And the Leafs have tied it at three. And not the first time this season, by the way, that Willie Nylander tied up a hockey game. He seems to have a knack for the heroics, at least uh, so far this season. Big time goal right there. The Maple Leafs are down 3-1 in the third. They end up winning in OT. Austin Matthews 4-3 the final. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan at the Golden Muzzy. At Gord Stelic, where you can chime in on Twitter. But uh, I thought Nylander was really, really quiet for the most part in this game. But like the other guys, the other big guys, at least in the third, he really, really stepped up, Gord. He was, like yeah. everybody else. And yeah. he, he had been maybe one of the more consistent, quote, big guys of late after he was uh, enduring so much wrath for a period. But, uh, yeah, they kind of, they just, they weren't playing bad, but they just weren't the difference makers, the big guns. And they had to do it in the third period they did. And, and Willie of late has had that knack for the for the right goal at the right time, being in the right place. And again, he said shooting more. And he, I, I think a big part of it was right. He was going through a phase where he, he wasn't shooting a ton, trying to be a little too cute. And you talk about the big guns, none bigger, of course, than Austin Matthews. We all knew going into this game, the struggles he was having offensively. Could you correlate it to the wrist or not? Who cares? But his first in six games um, and certainly a much needed goal. And it's funny how it works out, especially when you're a sniper like Austin Matthews, the way he scored on sort of like a, a knuckleball, a Wakefield esque knuckleball in this game, <laughs> but they all go in, goes off an Oilers skate, uh, but so be it. The OT winner, the eighth game winning goal of the season for this man, Austin Matthews. Austin, it was looking like it might be one of those frustrating nights where the chances didn't fall and the other goalie played well. What did you see from the team down the stretch that allowed you to pull this one out? Uh, just resiliency. I think uh, we we just stuck with it. Um, you know, I think the second period we definitely didn't uh, play our best hockey, but uh, the third period we just cl- clawed our way back. And uh, GT Willie Galley, a couple of huge, huge plays, huge goals for us, and uh, to even it up. And um, you know, not like really how we drew it up there over time, but uh, fortunate bounce, and uh, we'll take that any day of the week. What has stood out to you the most about Alex Galchenyuk so far? 
I think he uh, he plays with a lot of energy. Um, I actually got to know him. Uh, he was in Phoenix over the offseason as well. So I was skating with him a bit there and uh, I got to know him. And um, he's really passionate about hockey. He works extremely hard. Uh, he cares a lot. And uh, I think he's he's been playing great in, in the in the few games that he's been with us. He works hard every every shift. Uh, he competes, and uh, you can't really ask for more. And he's obviously uh, got plenty of skill to go along with that. So he's made a couple of really nice plays tonight and uh, a couple of huge goals by that line. We'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Austin, you've had so many great A chances uh, the last couple of weeks, and then a goal goes in like that. Do you sort of shake your head at the hockey gods and wonder, uh, like? what it's all about, like just your experience on that goal and, and, and what you even think about that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take that uh, for sure. Um, not quite how we drew it up, but um, yeah, like it, it's frustrating when the puck's not going in, but I think uh, for myself, as long as I'm getting chances, um, I just try to stay positive and continue to, to push and continue to shoot the puck and, um, you know, just continue to think like the next one's going in, the next one's going in. So, um yeah i mean not not really how i drew it up or, or ever envisioned it but um i'll take that for sure and last one here we'll go to josh clipperton canadian press go ahead josh hey austin uh, obviously you guys played amazing back in edmonton and they weren't on their game but what was different about this oilers team tonight um i mean i think uh you know we just had little lapses especially in the second period uh we gave their their top players a lot of time and space and they obviously made us pay so I think uh, in those three games in Edmonton, I mean, it really was like pretty flawless ho hockey. So, um, you know, we just got to continue to uh, be aware of those guys when they're on the ice and uh, when we're getting away from our game, making sure that, uh, you know, we don't have those lapses and we just get right back to work. There you have it. Justin Bieber's uh, favorite Maple Leaf, Austin Matthews, scored. It's not cool with Mitch Marner. I I think Len Berry's kids in there too. Yeah, they were. Former they Leafs. Were, uh, so, you know, you, you look at what... Sheldon Keefe did tonight. So three players stand out. The most ice times, Mitch Marner, over 26 minutes. Then Austin wow. Matthews and Morgan Marley have over 24. So no other defenseman is up there. Normally you have two defensemen that uh, that get the most. Like I'm sure Nurse had the most for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. I'll have to double check that because they get they certainly give McDavid a lot of time. He had the most more than McDavid. So it just showed he was really right. He believed in them, even though they weren't, they weren't connecting early on. He was riding them and obviously riding them in the third period. And in overtime, it was interesting, that first shift in overtime, three-on-three three hockey, 30 seconds, whistle, and they made a note, yeah, all six players are staying on. The yeah. big three for Toronto and the big three from the uh, Edmonton. You don't get much of a chance to change in overtime. And it worked in the least favor. It certainly did, uh, no doubt about that. Uh, Austin Matthews, the five-game uh, slump is over, the OT winner in this one. But it all started in the third period, the captain. You talk about a guy who needed a goal badly. I thought John Tavares much better in a bounce-back performance tonight in this OT win. Scores the goal to make it 3-2 in the third. Here is the captain. Hey, John, it looked like you released a lot of frustration on that goal you scored. Can you uh, talk about uh, the relief at getting a, a big goal to uh, start the comeback? Yeah, nice to get one, obviously. Uh... It's a big part of my game, and and then you know this year it hasn't uh, seemed to be as consistent as I'd like. So um, been doing some good things, just trying to stay with it. So nice, uh, capitalize on a couple of great plays uh, by my line mates. So um, nice to get it, and and uh, you know help the team uh, get back in it tonight. Next up, we'll go to Kristen Chilton, TSN. Go ahead, Kristen. John, what did you feel like changed uh, when Galchenyuk came back onto uh, your line tonight? Just really got you guys going. 
Uh, he just plays extremely hard. Uh, puts pressure on the opponent, and he just makes really good plays. I mean, he's highly talented. Obviously, he was drafted really high for a reason. Uh, he's had really good success in this league. So, you know, he makes plays quickly, and and uh, um, you know, great, great two plays on obviously the two goals that uh, uh, help tie it up. So, uh, just the energy that bring that he brings. He won a lot of a lot of loose pucks, getting first to pucks, and just keeping possession and doing a lot of a lot of things like that that just help you. Um, you know, just make positive plays and, and, you know, over time wear the opponent down and, and create the openings that you're looking for. We'll go to Jonas Siegel, the athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey, John, you mentioned the goal scoring. Is there anything you've identified in your game that can maybe bring that, um, some of the opportunities maybe that you got tonight? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure some things out, I think. Uh, not a perfect science. Uh, some of them just got to bear down on some of my opportunities. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm good around the net, uh, um, you know, finding rebounds and plays in tight, and I haven't seemed to get as many of those as I'd like. So I think that's one area, and then just, you know, just try to generate more, um, find ways to get to the middle of the ice, and, and obviously, uh, you get your opportunities, you got to beat the goaltender. We'll take two more here. We'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. John, both power plays had their chances tonight, but um, you guys have, have gone on a bit of a slump here in terms of producing on the power play. Is there anything that, that you're seeing that, that needs to be done or done differently or uh, stay or you stay with it sort of right now and things will happen. Yeah, I think just stay with it. Um, you know, we got pretty good players, pretty good units and have had some good success this year. So, you know, it just seems uh, uh, the puck's bouncing, uh, you know, away from the net and to the net or in the net. And, you know, there's been some good, uh, good ones go our way this year too. So we just have to stay with it, keep uh, creating good looks and converging on the nets and, you know, eventually uh, uh, some of those things start to go your way. And last one here, we'll go to Mark Masters. John, uh, Sheldon was telling us this morning that even though the offense maybe hasn't been where you would want it this season, the defensive strides you made have been very important. What's it been like for you balancing the improvements and wanting to play better defensively with also your desire to produce offensively? Well, yeah, I know I can't sacrifice, um, you know, that part of the game and, and, and only worry about, uh, you know, producing and not taking care of my own end. So, you know, I want to be good in all facets of the game and be relied upon and, and obviously, you know, an elite player in all those facets. So just continue to work at it and find that balance. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, you're able to really connect those two parts of your game. I think that's always the goal is uh, when those things are all are, are going well. Um, and what I believe in, in myself, uh, I can play at a high level in all areas of the ice. There's Johnny Oakville. Uh, I love him, Gord, because he's so professional, and he—I—I I, I honestly feel like he blocks out the noise, and that's what I want in a captain of the Maple Leafs. Well, we still go back to it because everyone was so excited for hockey that we went big on the blue-white inter-squad game, and he was being interviewed, and he talked about the white team like he'd been drafted by the white team, dreamt of playing for the white team, and yeah, so he can—he uh, could do that. We mentioned he took the big hit from Zach Cassie, and I'm trying to remember it was a couple. I think about 10 days ago, he took a beauty as well. You yeah. forget sometimes he had a miss about a period. So uh, uh, it, it woke up the Leafs. So good on it. Um, Cassian was trying to wake up the Oilers, but it seemed to do uh, the reverse. I want a response on Monday. We'll hit I the agree. break. Uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca is upcoming. A 4-3 OT win. Austin Matthews, the winner. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 5-9 The Fan. Breaking down. What's up? What's up? Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All 
right, back here on Leafs Nation postgame, breaking down a 4-3 OT win here against the Edmonton Oilers. And it's Austin Matthews bumping the slump with the game-winning goal is eighth of the season. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. The Stelic family got a new dog. What should they name it? I vote for Marty after Marinchin, Gord. Uh, do, do you? Well, I, we, we, it's named Vince now. Going to trade it or, or change the name. What's it called? Carter. What did I say? It's, what kind of dog is it? It's like uh, one of those pot sticker dogs or something. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. It's uh, four months old. And what do they call them? Um, we need to put a picture out on, on Twitter to name this dog. Yeah. A Leafs name, though. Uh, well, I don't know. Like you said, where it's uh, open, the kids are all weighing in. And How about that... Lindholm? <laughs> Carpet we'll, Sev. Uh, Connor, yeah. I, I will, we'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure out something like that. <laughs> I know. I, Gord's a big curling guy, so I said Mada. But Daw would be a good one, yes, yes. Let's yeah. ask Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. Luke, Gord's family just got a dog. What should they name it? A dog? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, and it's it's called the Pot Cake Dog. I guess they came over from the Caribbean and that, so it's four months old, a rescue dog, and it's home. And I'm not home. It's named Vince, but we're gonna we're going to change the name. Why? I like Vince. Oh, okay, I like Luke. I like Luke. <laughs> I like Alchenyuk. <laughs> I like I like dogs that have uh, like regular human names. Yeah, I find that I find that comical. It hits a bit differently, and I'll try to segue to this game tonight. But uh, what a win, and and what a way to bump the slump for Matthews, eh? Yeah, um, yeah. He was just say, saying to himself, "The next one's going to go in. The next one's going to go in." He was just trying to stay positive, and he, you know, this one clicks off Drysaddle's stick, nurse's foot and goes in for his eighth game winner. Um, and he's just like, I'll take it. You know, at this point, after all the he's hit, Mike Smith stoned him um, right in, outside the blue paint with the pad towards the end. Uh, just a lot of great A chances he's had. So um, he was not going to uh, be embarrassed about taking that one, even though it was a bit of a fluky goal on a game with tons of really high skill goals. Yeah, and you know, I, I was just going to say, I thought that was the night, the, the day the music died when Mike Smith stopped him on that one because he'd, yeah. had, he'd hit a lot of po- posts before, but that was a vintage Austin Matthews shot that nobody stopped. So instead, the Leafs turned around, got it, and then, again, I don't know how many dogs are named Gelchenyuk, but, uh, but you know, <laughs> you know, like uh, Sheldon put Sheldon Keefe put him out late in the game, right? He identified that, you know, he was going and he became a big factor. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, he, you know, he, w- by putting Wayne Simmons on that Tavares line this game, he made a point in, in telling us, you know, it has, it's not, not that he didn't like what Alex Galchenyuk was bringing to that line, just wanted to try him in a different spot. But after that second, second period when nothing was going right for the Maple Leafs, he's like, I got to switch my lines up. And he's like, uh, I, I'm going to go back to that, that Tavares, Nylander, Galchenyuk line because it worked the last couple games. Um, and they came through. I mean, that was the line that really charged the comeback. And I think it was also pretty meaningful uh, for John Tavares to get a, 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 an important goal, an important time, even strength. Um, you know, he's been fighting it a little bit here offensively. And, you know, everyone's saying the right things about how he's playing strong defensively and he's winning faceoffs and he's doing little things. But this is a guy, his identity is, is wrapped up in being a premier offensive player as well. Um, you know, you need that part of your game going. Um, so he, he kind of, you know, was a bit more revealing than normal post game in terms of how much that goal meant to him. And, uh, you know, if you can get two, 
two top two lines going, that's what makes this team dangerous. So you need that second threat with uh, Nylander and Tavares. And if Galchenyuk does the answer on that that other wing, um, they might have something there. It's, you know, we're only a few games in, but two nice assists by Galchenyuk tonight. Yeah, and three points so far for, for Galchenyuk as a Maple Leaf with Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, Nick Alberga, and Gord Stelic after a 4-3 OT win. Austin Matthews the winner after Toronto was down 3-1. You talk about Tavares, uh, pop big time there in the third period by Zach Cassian. I oh. said earlier, I, I want to see that addressed on Monday. How do you feel about it? Well, I noticed that after, you know, Justin Hall goes over and, you know, Justin Hall doesn't really want to do anything to Zach Cassian. Um, so they go to the bench, and then I don't know if the TV cameras caught it, but we could see it from where we were. Wayne Simmons was leaning out over the bench, chirping at, at Zach. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I it looked pretty clean. It definitely a hard hit. One of those, uh, that's kind of like the Matthew Kachuk uh, Colby Armstrong hit where you come around the blind side and catch the guy come behind the net. Uh, nasty, hard hit, but uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I wonder if Wayne Simmons is kind of, you know, not wanting to engage right now um, with his coming back from a broken wrist, but we'll see because the Leafs don't have a lot of guys outside of him that really want it with Zach Cassian. Yeah, it's you know we're talking about whatever the code may be or not. I mean, Hornquist got lost uh, by a big hit by Zadorov the other night. I mean, lose the Florida Panthers, lose him, and uh, it, it was smart not to engage and get an extra minor tonight because you, you you went back and focused on the task at hand, which was tying the game and winning the game. And then okay, so you think is it is it considered poor form not to back your captain up when you get a chance to play on Monday? So. I don't know whether whether I don't know if there's someone else besides Wayne Simmons that would do it or not, or do you just move forward? The Leafs, you know, kind of always said we want to win by skill. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, Gord, the, the scoreboard dictates a lot of that. You know, situationally, you don't want to uh, go down, especially against the Edmonton power play, right? Like uh, the way Drysaddle and McDavid and, and Tyson Berry were clicking tonight. Like you, you don't want to throw the game away, and then also you got to consider where this team is in the standings. It's kind of interesting. You know, Sheldon kind of lamented giving the Oilers a point because the race is that tight now. Um, you know, the, the Oilers and the Jets are, are nipping at their heels, basically. So these are important points. I think the, the organization has really placed an importance on not just making the playoffs, but, but getting the top seed and giving themselves every single advantage they can into the playoffs. So, they want to beat these teams that are right neck and neck with them. So we saw our first monumental deal, I guess you can call it, of trade season. Um, Eric Stahl goes to Montreal now in the uh, one-week quarantine soon and to make his debut. Uh, do, do you think teams like Toronto feel the need to respond after Montreal makes that pickup? I don't know if it's about responding, yeah. but because I, I, I think you know Kyle Dubas has felt the need uh, beforehand. I mean, that's why this team has already lost Jimmy VC and Travis Boyd on the waiver wires. They're just trying to carve out a little bit of cap space to try and, and, and get it. I, it's not a matter of, you know, being afraid to move assets. And we see the price that, that Stahl went for, like a third and a fifth, and half the salary retained. I mean, surely uh, the Leafs can find a guy uh, that, that can, you know, bulk up the top nine for that price. So I think it's more a matter of the American team's uh, most of them, besides maybe Buffalo and, and Detroit, not wanting to wave the white flag quite yet. Um, you know, I, I think 
Leafs are probably looking at forwards that are on Nashville and Columbus. And the way the that division's going, those teams are still in it. So it, I think it's tough for the GM to start trading away valuable players because then it tells your fan base that you're giving up when maybe you could squeak into the playoffs. So uh, in, in the perfect world, Kyle would already have a guy up here quarantining, but he might have to wait just because, you know, the, the other dance partner, um, it, it's probably in their best interest to, to wait a w- little while longer, closer to the deadline. Well, looking forward to watching the late end hockey like we always do on Saturday. In in, in this Zoom call world, was Daryl Sutter not the best about, uh, oh. uh, about, about <laughs> Johnny Goudreau's 500th game? And what do you think about it? And I hope he shows more energy than he did in game 499. Oh, I don't usually laugh out loud when I'm just by myself looking at my computer, <laughs> but that what a line. I mean, the poor kid, I, it's, it's 500th game, which, you know, especially in this sport, you know, people go on and on about, you know, what it takes to reach 500 games. And, uh, and it's just one line. They better bring more energy than they did in game 499. Like, I was savage. Savage. It was just funny, more so because Johnny Goodrose wanted out of Calgary for like two years, and now it's just like a, a staple home to that, that it's probably going to happen. Uh, Luke, you're the man. Really appreciate this. All right. Have a great night, and, and keep me updated with that dog name, Gordon. I'm really fascinated. To I, with that. I will do that. We'll have, we'll have a name by next time we talk, okay? Okay. okay. There you go. There's Luke Fox of uh, Sportsnet.ca to break everything down for us, including uh, your dog's name. If you want to chime in on Twitter to let us know what Gord's family should name their new dog, now named Vince, but that could change at the Gold Muzzy, at Gord Stellick, at Fan 590. It's got to be Leafs related. Like, I want to go Marty or Marinchin or Magic Man or anything Marinchin related. 52. Well, we're too late for Kawhi. That, <laughs> Kawhi had the big thing, right? When How they about wanted. Keon for Clark? That, well, Keon Clark could be things like that. You never Best know. Best Raptor of all time. How about Corliss? <laughs> Well, and uh, our, our our daughter won't be leaning towards the Leaf side, but Justin, our son, will. So who knows? It'll be it'll be interesting what comes up. All right, fair enough. We'll hit our final break of the night. Other side, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe, and we'll bounce around the league. There's ten other games, a couple matinee affairs. Buffalo lost again. There's just so much to chew on this time of year as we get closer and closer to the April 12th trade deadline. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. We need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, it's Leafs Nation post game. We're feeling great about life because the Maple Leafs went again. That's three in a row, and it didn't look pretty for a long, long period of time. They were down 3 1, came back. A big save by Jack Campbell. Next thing you know, Austin Matthews, the OT winner, his eighth game-winning goal of the season. That's not a typo. He's been outstanding. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. And important to note, too, number 22 on the year. Now one up on uh, Connor McDavid, Gord. Wow, that's right. There I we go. I just thought of it. And, wow. and, and the other part, Sheldon Keefe, you know, he'll talk about it, but just the importance, you know, of being in first place. Yep. You bank some points, and uh, it's it's a goal. Uh, the goal is to get out of the division in the playoffs, but still – that's a goal that you should battle right to the end for first place in your division the regular season. I'm very fired up for these two games upcoming this week as well with the Winnipeg Jets. I feel like the one team Toronto really hasn't seen so far is Winnipeg, at least in Winnipeg, yes, right? and we'll see a lot. We'll see a lot. Of, we saw too much of Connor Hellebuck 
last time, yeah. but but I he's been I, hot. I still think they're the best other team besides Toronto. I th- if I had to pick a final right now, I would pick Toronto Winnipeg. I'm with you and uh, Hellebuck. He has really really started to cook. Uh, you look at this past week against the Vancouver Canucks. He's been lights out and it continues. So uh, looking forward to those two matchups this week. For now, we continue to break down this huge huge OT win. Here is Sheldon Keith. Hey Sheldon. Uh... You, you know, you guys scored that first goal here tonight, but yet you find yourself down by a pair after 40 minutes. You've got to like the fight and the way your team sort of dug in and fought back to come away with a huge victory here tonight. Yeah, no doubt, Bob. Uh, dug ourselves a hole in that second period. <clears throat> Didn't like it, obviously. Thought, you know, I thought that, you know, given the time off that they've had, that the Oilers were going to make it really difficult and have lots of lags in the third period. Uh, so we would have to match that, and uh, I thought our guys did. Uh, obviously, you know, it took us a while, and I thought we had a number of opportunities before it actually went in the net for us, but the guys did stay with it. Uh, obviously, the Tavares line uh, was outstanding, and, you know, even the game up for us and uh, gave us a chance to get that second point. Next up, we'll go to Luke Fox, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke. Hey Sheldon, what did you see to, to put Galchenyuk back on that Tavares line? Obviously, it paid off. Well, you know, I, I thought uh, I thought Galchenyuk had played well to that point. He didn't, I hadn't used him very much, yet the shifts that he had, I thought, were good. And you know, obviously, we just didn't have much happening for us uh, on any of the lines in the second period. So, felt that he needed to change some things. And, uh, you know, as I said this morning, Galchenyuk hadn't done anything to come off of that line. He had played quite well. It was more just about uh, giving Simmons that opportunity there. And and just the way that it works out, how the game was going, needed to make some changes. And uh, it was nice to see that line continue the way that it had been playing, in particular Galchenyuk playing the way that he has. And then to see it get rewarded, uh, first of all, uh, you know, for John to get get us a huge goal and then followed up by Will. Uh, it's really good, and, and you can't ignore Galchenyuk's contributions to both those goals. Next up, we'll go to Kristen Chilton, TSN. Go ahead, Kristen. Hey, Sheldon. Um, Jack was pretty tough on himself for his performance tonight. What did you see out of him? Yeah, I didn't find he was as sharp tonight, for sure. Um, you know, but it's, that's the way it goes. Those are the kind of things – you know, that happen as you start to play more games, you know, it's, uh, it's more challenging to, to have your, your best stuff all the time. Uh, so that's part of what's going to come of this where he's playing more, you know, uh, he's going to have nights where he's not feeling it. Uh, you know, I thought the first and third periods, especially, I thought uh, his teammates really took care of him today. Uh, you know, gave ourselves every opportunity to, to hang around in the game. Uh, you know, I think we stayed under 20 shots tonight. Um, that's really positive for us, especially against a team like that. Uh, so, you know, we, we liked a lot about what we did, you know, for, uh, in two out of the three periods. Uh, but two out of three isn't isn't enough uh, against a team like this. So, you know, we don't like that we gave them the point here today. But obviously love how we fought our way back and, and uh, got the win for Supi. And last two here, we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Sheldon, can you just expand on what you didn't like about the second period? Was it just giving their best guys more space, or what was it? What was the issue? Well, that was that was part of it. But I even even when those guys weren't even on the ice, I just I just thought we stopped playing. Uh, you know, we got the goal, uh, the Engvall goal, and I thought we just 
lost our legs from there. We, we stopped skating. We fought the puck. Didn't get to the neutral zone very well. You know, we had at five on five, really nearly nothing happening um, around the net. I thought we had a good power play in the second period, but it didn't go in for us. Uh, yeah, just not a lot happening offensively. And I just thought defensively we stopped skating and our process fell apart a little bit there. And last one here, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, Sheldon, I just want to ask you about the power play. It had its chances, but it continues to go over. Uh, just your thoughts on what you saw tonight and uh, what, how you think you might get out of that slump. I thought tonight's the best it's been in a long time. I think if it looks like it did today, uh, you know, if it looks like that consistently, I think we would be more than happy with that. I mean, Matthews again on the backside has got a look. Uh, somehow that puck just rests on a goalie's pad. I don't know if I've ever even seen that before. Things like this are happening right now, but our process was quite good. I thought uh, the power play, I don't know how many shots we generated or attempts we generated on the power play, but I, I think it was it was substantial for the the uh, limited amount of time we had in the power play. So it's easy to focus on the fact that this is, you know, this has been a long stretch where it hasn't gone in for us. It's easy to focus on that, but that's a useless activity. Uh, we got to just focus on, each power play that comes and the process that we put forth and, and uh, not worry about much about what's happened in the past. I, I liked a lot about our power play today. We keep looking like that and it's, it's, uh, it's certainly going to go in for us. Yeah, the power play, and that's Sheldon Keefe. Uh, 0 for the last 18, the Toronto power play, but certainly not really a story tonight because Toronto found a way to win this hockey game, and they'll do it again coming up on Monday night. Gord will have Leafs Nation post game against the very same Oilers. Everything's breathing better. Three consecutive wins. I'll tell you, before the game tonight, there was a 1980 replay All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Gordy Howe's return to Detroit, okay? It was brutal. I couldn't believe. I used to love that stuff. It's still great memories, but how fast and skilled and everything. How much better the ice is, how much better the goaltending is. Like, it's just just incredible that reminds you about uh, when I, cause I'm just saying there's a lot of great players in the game tonight. You know, there, I mean, there really was great are great hockey back yeah. then though. Yeah. Gord. And well, I'm 31 saying that like, no, 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 that was, it was yeah. different kind of great hockey. Yeah. No, yeah. no, very much different kind of great hockey. But a lot of guys without helmets then I'm just saying, I love it. It wasn't soft. That's Gila, what I like Gila, about it. Gila Fleur. Well, the all-star game was probably a little soft, but yeah. outside of that, anyway, it's just funny and all that, uh, but yeah, uh, James, it, it, it was great then. And it's great now. And it's fun the tonight. Hitting. The greatness. You missed the what? The hitting and the fighting. Well, there was fighting. Yeah. Teams actually hated each other. Now they're all Instagram friends. Like, add me on Snapchat or TikTok, whatever the kids are using yeah, these days. Yeah, you know, I, I I, think the, the quote, hate dissipated when the w, yeah. the Team Canada series, when they came together. And anyway, things like that. But Different era. We'll call it very that. Very different era. Very um, different era. Quick on the out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, it's, you know, we don't have to brush on everything, but it's funny how Nashville was a seller three weeks ago. We were talking about Grandland this, Grandland that. I don't think they're trading anybody, and I wouldn't be shocked if they added they win 3-1 against Chicago. They're two points out of a playoff spot in Music City. Well, this is that's why Columbus losing for Columbus to Detroit was a tough one because this this is where it's all clogged, and Nashville wins. That's a bona fide four-pointer. That's the team they're chasing is Chicago. And all of a sudden, and it's not like they won, went 8-2, and two, but just got a little bit of tear, and it just reminds us this unique four-point, every game's a four-pointer season. And wow, the the ultimate sellers now, they may just stand pat. Mm-hmm. And they're standing pat for a good reason. Other winners, uh, Philadelphia, the Boston Bruins hand Buffalo their 17th straight defeat. Crazy Vegas 3-2 in Colorado and OT. Max Patch ready, the winner, Detroit 3-1 over Columbus. Carolina come from behind, 4-3 win against Tampa. Pittsburgh wins again, 6-3 over the Islanders. 
And again, that Predators game uh, happening right now, still 0-0 between Winnipeg and Calgary, Arizona and San Jose, also 0-0 late in the first. And uh, Florida and Dallas currently in OT. It's 3-3 in that game. So the importance ratcheted up this time of year, Gord. Well, it is. But Tuesday when we talk again, I'll need a name for our dog, our four-month dog we just got. Uh, Some people suggesting Cujo, Felix. Cujo. My buddy Teddy Honolulu says Teddy Honolulu. What about overtime? What about shootout? What about Leafs Nation? Galchandik, Nick, Alberga. Marinchin. Yeah, uh, could be. Yeah, why not? Babcock. Babs. Yes. No. We're just no. throwing stuff at the wall right we'll now. We'll have a name. We'll have a name by the time I see you next I time. I mean, since you're following, producer Sam McKee might get a mullet when he can get a haircut on uh, on April 12th. Uh, we, can, <laughs> we, we can't get haircuts right now, but we can go on patios. Think about that over the next 48 hours. Big time win for the Maple Leafs. 4-3 in OT. Many thanks to Luke Fox, Sam McKee, and Danielle Furtado for Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk once again on Monday night.